If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. So wonderful good evening going out to our chief human resource manager, Nana Elegba. Yeah, I didn't know you listened to the show. <laughs> and then also going out to the man K Fresh. And a special friend of yours, K Fresh, your friend Lorraine. And also to Abigail, Agbaba, my sister. In the news team, we say enjoy the new week. Bye-bye. Great and
Welcome to Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran. Welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard, ably led by Comfort. This is your most inspirational show and the point of convergence for the greatest minds. Your virtual university is brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, the Enterprise Group, with support from the Multimedia Group and the Graphic Communications Group. So, Today, we start a two-part conversation in our quest to get the very best out of the year 2022. In the first part, we'll explore our theme for this year, which is Agenda 2032. And in the second part, we'll zero in on managing people with somebody best qualified to talk about people and their management. So, as you know by now, our theme for the year 2022 is Agenda 2032. We want to challenge our listeners to craft a plan for the next 10 years. Helping us to unpack that plan is my honor to welcome the best HR consultant and practitioner you will find on this side of the Sahara, Atlantic, and Pacific. Rosie Ibiata. Rosie, good to see you. Good to see you, Albert. I'm so excited to be here with you today. When I mentioned the best <laughs> HR consultant, then you added the rest. You know, I was added it in my mind. And, and then it came out of your lips. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about branding and something about affirming something as your aspiration that connects with, with the publics you interact with. I find it very interesting. Wow. Let's zero in on the theme for the year 2022 for us as springboard we are looking at what we call agenda 2032 challenging our viewers and listeners to craft a 10-year plan a 10-year outlook for what they will do in the next 10 years to give them an advantage and we are looking at personal leadership in the area of the professional mm -hmm. number two entrepreneurship number three spiritual mm -hmm. number four financial Number five, socio-political, that engulfs family relationships. Mm. And then the sixth one is health. So we're asking our listeners and our viewers, scope out leadership in your professional life, yeah. entrepreneurship, spiritual, financial, socio-political, and health. What do you think of this audacious list of, of things that we are asking our viewers and listeners to focus on over the next 10 years? I think it's in line with global thinking when you look at those six areas. I have been thinking about them, but I broke them into four. And I felt that I, um, intelligence, emotional, social, and adversity quotients. Give it to me again. The intelligence quotient, 
our emotional quotient, our social quotient, and our adversity quotient. How are we considering these over the next 10 years? Help me to appreciate the when you say intelligent quotient, okay. I'll, I'll come down to the details of it, but when you say intelligent quotient, what does it um, encapsulate? Okay, so we talk a lot about IQ. And then you think about IQ and you say, what does this really mean to me? I see it through the lens of intellectual curiosity. So how are we building that? How are we learning our new skills? How are we preparing for the future? And if you bring in Agenda 2032, then you're saying, how am I preparing for my future self? So I don't look at intelligence only as what is the score, but how are we actually applying this to be the best we can be? Now, note that in 10 years, you could start a degree, you could get your first degree, you could get your master's, you could also get a doctorate all in 10 years. So if we look at it any other way, you could get married, you could have children, all in 10 years. In the, in the, in the last springboard um, virtual convocation, mm -hmm. you, you mentioned this point about so much that can be done in a decade and how if you sit there procrastinating that whole decade would pass yeah. and nothing would happen. I want to come back to the first question again about the difference between someone, I mean, there's been various references. I mean, Harvard research that showed that their top performers were those who had a definite plan for the next phase of their lives and stuck mm. with that plan and followed through compared to those who did not have a plan or a written plan mm. or lived their lives taking on challenges as they came you haven't managed people for so long and, and scored performance and so on. How critical is that top bracket of people who meticulously plan and follow through those plans? The successful people are deliberate. And sometimes we wonder what's the difference between one person becoming extremely successful and the other person probably of the same skill set not being as successful. Being deliberate about your planning, understanding or having a clear vision of where you want to be. For instance, using a decade to plan. Using a year to plan is too short. You'll find organizations uh, prior to COVID were doing a lot of five-year strategic planning. Some were even going as far as 10 years because it gave them the room to build skill, build skill and deliver on their goals. We individuals are similar in a way. So how do I set out what I plan to achieve? How can I be deliberate? Being deliberate means that you will look at all the resources you need to bring into play to achieve your goals. It also means you have, to, you have the opportunity to build flexibility into your 10-year plan because success is never a straight line, as we know. So how are you going to overcome some of these challenges? What will you learn? And having that learning mindset that I will meet challenges, I will have to deliver on this, and sometimes I'll have to do a workaround, but the goal remains in view. So being deliberate, 
planning for 10 years and being sure that you've got you've built in a flex is critical to why some people are successful and others just you know the model along they get there i didn't have a 10-year plan when i set out i learned along the way and there was a time when i sat down and i looked at the last 10 years and i realized how much further i could have been had i had a 10-year plan in place i would have had something to anchor to something to push to but i was just you know mosaying along nobody was telling me anything i was doing the best i could now because of coaching and mentoring we can share more and i believe more people can benefit from it those who argue against long-term planning suggest that the the, the era we live in is so uncertain they use words like VUCA, volatile uncertain i mean they try to capture the whole idea of global uncertainty as a premise for saying that one cannot even plan these days for one year because things change so rapidly. Would that be an excuse or a justification for not planning for the long term? I think it may be foolhardy to assume that all your long-term plans will come to fruition. It doesn't mean that you should focus so much on short-termism because we know that we've been through a pandemic which has taught us that plans have to be cyclical in line with what we've learned from the pandemic, which continues to evolve. So in our plans, we really must look at the scenario planning. It's critical. What if, what if, what if, and what if. But it shouldn't take away from the big picture. How are you connecting the dots in the big picture? And how are you getting yourself there? So, yes, be aware that there are going to be changes, there are going to be challenges, there are going to be difficulties. But the flip side is it creates opportunity, it creates um, resilience, and it means that you get uh, innovation coming through strongly to deal with those short-term challenges. The goal remains goal. Let me try to capture what you just said in my own words, see if I got it right. So what you're saying is that uncertainty is not an excuse not to plan long term. Absolutely. But on the other hand, it will also be foolhardy to assume that because you plan, life will go on a straight line. So plant the big dots and as you go, keep finding, navigating how to connect the dots in the face of the uncertainty. Exactly. Great. Let me begin to pick out the elements one by one as we look at the year ahead, bearing in mind that we are looking at 10 years starting with the year 2022. So, for instance, when we talk about the professional planning for professional leadership, Mm. as a a coach, as somebody who's manageable for, for so long, professional, planning for your professional life, what are some of the building blocks that must be in it and what must you look out for in planning for the next 10 years for your profession? I think it's great um, to understand the context of the world we're in. So whether it's a VUCA world, whether it's constantly changing, uh, the, what should I say, the leapfrogging of technology, um, entrepreneurship has moved you know, within a year, it's taking 10 leaps, etc. You need to understand the context of the next normal that we're in. 
So not so much so the new ne uh, normal, but as McKinsey have said, is the next normal. Within that, you need to plan for your future self. What is the advent or what are the new jobs that have stepped into our world? A lot of focus on data scientists, a lot of focus on healthcare, a lot of focus on uh, emotional well-being, etc. How does that impact the journey that you had set out for yourself? Where are the opportunities? What are the kind of jobs that you should be focusing on? How is technology going to impact on your chosen profession? If you're in the legal profession, how's AI speeding up? that area. If you're in HR, how are they using data, etc.? How is the cloud impacting what we're all doing? So you really need to plan for tomorrow. And that means that you need to look at what are the skills I have now? Do I need to upskill? Or actually, do I need to reskill? Upskilling is not as challenging as reskilling, because reskilling means you may have to change direction. You may have to now go back to the drawing board and see what are the things that you need to build into your profession. Is it a complete pivot? So these are some of the things when you think about how do I adapt, how do I change, how do I pivot, and how do I learn? Because that is where you're going, your planning is going to take you. The planning is for tomorrow. As a profession or as a professional, you should be looking at where's my career going? How do I remain relevant? And how, how am I going to increase my value? Those are the things you should think about. Those two words, I wish I could put them in a big poster on the wall of every single professional. Two big questions. How do I remain relevant? And how do I increase my value? Rosie, I think those are central themes to this entire conversation because it would seem to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that sometimes one change in the assumptions on which we plan our lives and work can suddenly make a person look, feel, or become irrelevant. Yeah. And by extension, your value proposition could fall in the mm. place that you are trying to offer service in. Yeah. For instance, if there's a, a new need that emerges and you don't have the skills to or you don't respond fast enough to that need yeah. and the, the requirements of it, you could find yourself on the fringes of everything that is happening in a very, very short time. Really? So you talk about upscaling and rescaling. Should people feel helpless in the face of these conversations? Yeah. Somebody says, I'm I too think... old. I mean, I've done this, but I've done all my life. Why are these people disturbing <laughs> my peace of mind? <laughs> you the HR people. What, 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 uh, what would you say to that? I am in a tight spot. So, done HR for years, believe I'm the best side of the Atlantic. And now we're in something called the metaverse. And recently a friend of mine sent me a clip saying that a couple had decided to host their wedding in the metaverse. And her note with that was, I really need to get on, on the ball with this metaverse. And I'm thinking HR can be delivered so much easier using an avatar in the metaverse. I'm drawing a blank, so I've gone back to school. I have to learn about it and see how I can use that as an enabler 
for what I deliver. Now you might say that upskilling or reskilling, where do you want to be? Because when I look at it, I realize that I have gaps. And looking into the future, I need to quickly bridge those gaps. So each individual needs to look inward and know that now we have direct access to learning. I've seen a lot of ads, for instance, on DSTV about DSTV and Udemy and learning. Learning is accessible. So you can build your skill. There are a lot of freebies online. There are a lot of, if you're on LinkedIn, you find that they're talking about, oh, come to this um, presentation for free. Join us for free. Take advantage of all those things that are part of what your plan is for the 10 years. There is direct access to learning. Interestingly, in, in, our, in our discussion last week, our guest, Dr. Prakusiambu, who mentioned the metaverse and, oh. and asked the next frontier that will change the, the, the global economy. But let me come to how I, I see your response compared to what most people will see. I mean, and let me go biblical, wearing my other cloak as a pastor. So in the case of David versus Goliath, mm -hmm. a huge giant stands in front of the people. Everyone is running away and somebody says, let me run towards the giant. I get the sense that you are saying, instead of running away from these challenges, run towards the challenges and see them as opportunities. Would that be your description? Yes, absolutely. How are you going to grow? Why is it, if it's easy, if it's comfortable, you're not going to grow? How are you going to build resilience? How are you going to be thinking, what else can I do? I wonder what would have happened if David had tried to take on Goliath with a spear. He was much smaller, and you need a really huge spear or a very um, technically managed or manipulated one that would be light and, you know, all of that. But he went with a stone and a slingshot. Different. Today we would say, how innovative. How did he come by that idea? And we would come up with all sorts of theories around that. But, yes, run towards the trouble as a good trouble run towards it think about how it can reshape you be courageous take on the challenges i look at the metaverse and i'm exhausted i'm like ah again another thing mind you i come from the age of typewriters so i've done typewriters i've done dos i have done uh internet internet 1.0, 2.0. Now they said it's in three, web three. So we've gone from web one to web three. I'm still around. And now I have to morph and change. Look at the Morris Minor. That car, I always say that car has significance for me. The Morris Minor has been around for so many years. But now look at it. It has changed, it's been reinvented, it's very fashionable. And when you see those who are driving it, you're like, wow. It parks easily, it's roomy, it looks great. So what are you going to do about yourself? Relevance and courage. This is Springboard, your virtual investing, my guest for today, 
the one and only Rosie Beata. Very big here at Springboard. We, we love her at Springboard because she's such a big part of the family here. And today we are breaking down our theme for the year 2022. In the second part of this discussion, I promise you we'll be talking about her favorite subject, managing people, not just in the professional side, but even in your day-to-day life. How the people in your space, the mentors, the stakeholders could define the next phase of your life. We'll go for a brief break. When we come back, let's break it down further, touching the other thematic areas in the Agenda 2032. This is Springboard brought to you by the Springboard Racial Foundation in partnership with the Multimedia Group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, the Enterprise Group, with support from the Graphic Communications Group. On Tuesday, in the graphic business, Rosie, in full, a whole page, on page 18, capturing everything she's sharing with us today. Please don't go away. When you can be anything, who will you become? When you can go anywhere and never feel alone, how far will you go? When you have the means to make your dreams real, when will you start? When your voice can reach every ear, who will you inspire? When your money can travel faster and further than you ever could, where will you send it? When you can tell a story in every language, which ones will you tell? When nothing can stop you, and everyone's behind you, and, and the, the whole world, world awaits, awaits you. you. Don't go alone. Go with us. Everywhere, Everywhere you, you go. go. Hello. Valued customer. Hmm. ASMO. The entire customer service team is out for lunch. Please call back in four hours. What? Me nana be di akona mama me bad service ano. Me kokra. Ah nana. With bags from Enterprise D, you will love the customer service experience. Keke. I'm available for you 24/7 on the Enterprise Advantage app, the Enterprise website, and on WhatsApp number 055-400-1924. Hello. Babs. Chat with Babs from Enterprise, your contact for insurance, pensions, funeral, and property solutions from the Enterprise Group. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. was established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning, as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products, and technology. These are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we're poised to make a difference not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you. Welcome back to Springboard, your virtual university brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation. My name is Albert Okran, and my guest, Rosie Ebiata, helping us to understand the next 10 years 
Rosie probably inspired this theme with your thoughts at the virtual convocation where you said you had a clear plan for the next 10 years and you gladly announced that you had re- retired and restarted life in, a, in an even bigger way. Most people are so scared of retirement because it's almost like the end of the world for them. And for you, it's almost like re-engineering an exciting new phase of your life. And you've been saying a few things, and Rosie, the one that I would like to flag for the attention of uh, listeners and viewers is the one about the big questions that one must ask. How do you remain relevant and how do you increase your value? Whether you are a business person, a student, uh, an, um, uh, an employee, an employer, these questions will not go away and they will be very central to the next 10 years. Rose, we explored a bit of professional development. Let's look at entrepreneurship. It's the big conversation now, considering that many of Africa's young people are below the age of, uh, of 25, mm. and there is a clear understanding that the public sector cannot provide employment yeah. for, for these people coming out of universities every single year. And the government has said this year is a year for building a sustainable entrepreneurial nation. For the person listening out there, how big is an entrepreneurial conversation for everyone? I, I suppose what comes to mind is, can we shift our mindset to being opportunity-minded instead of opportunity-blinded? I've spoken to so many um, leaders and SME uh, managers, etc., who are saying business is slow. Business is slow. At the same time, I'm speaking to others who have reinvented their business and are doing different. I've seen um, people open up cafes, etc., and shift to Instagram to market. I've seen all kinds of amazing creativity coming into play, which drives us to talk about uh, the power of innovation and the power of this time. So if indeed we're saying that the speed of innovation, this is the best time to, for startups, This is the time when we've been through such an inflection point that we are open to a whole lot of ideas that would have said never to. This is the time where we're saying that commerce has evolved 10 years within a year. Let's be opportunity-minded. It is difficult, but by the same token, we know that when you start a business today, we're not thinking of, oh, I need millions to start a business. You're thinking, who can sponsor me with X? Or how can I generate income? Or what work do I have to do to kick off these powerful ideas that I have? It is tough when you're sat there and you don't have, you can't see a way. Mentoring comes into play. A mentoring doesn't mean that I have to come to you Albert and say, be my mentor. I can watch you from afar. I can see some of the things you're doing. And I, that can challenge me. 
to thinking different. We are in an era where, yes, entrepreneurship has shifted and moved to the front. And people have been bold enough as to try all kinds of things. Now you don't go and find the coconut seller there with his cutlers and the coconut and just selling it to you. Now you find him with bottles and plastic bags. Mobile vans. Mobile vans. He's ready, cut open the coconut, put it in the bottle, hand it to you, with put a the with a straw, put the flesh in a plastic bag, Bob's your uncle. You're on your way. So everyone is striving for something. Everyone is looking at where they are today, and everyone should be looking at where could I be tomorrow. Would you prefer to describe your plan for the next phase of your career? Let, let's get a bit personal mm-hmm. now. Would it be fair to see that in your next phase of your career, it is largely entrepreneurial in orientation? It has to be. No one's given me any for money. For yes. me, it's like... And um, I'm terrified of it, by the way, because for the first time, I was saying to my son when we sat down at midnight on uh, the 31st of December and we were discussing and talking, and I said, for the first time in my life, I don't have anywhere to go to on the 2nd or the 3rd it is not a structure. I don't, I'm not going to work. I'm not going there to do what I know how to do and know how to do well. It is the most terrifying time of my life because there's no real structure. I can stay in bed all day. Nobody's going to ask me any questions. Every year for the past how many years, I know that somebody's going to call and say, I need that document. What's happening with this? Why are you not here? Was it? Nobody. All they're saying is, would you like a drink? Do you want to come for lunch? Why not? That's not what I'm looking for. So terrifying, but exciting. Mm. Because I get to create. I get to really sit down and think about what does it look like in 10 years for me? What will it look like when I'm at that age where if I don't build on my brand, I may have been completely forgotten? So, yes, planning for the next 10 years for me is a challenge. And yes, I'm terrified because nobody is asking me for things that are structured. I have to bring myself and bring value so that I can be recognized for value. That's the only thing. Value again, reinvention again, and that's at the core of everything. Everything, everything. relevance, reinvention, and value. Yes. Let me just tell you something that happened. <laughs> uh, I, I had this interview with a former Liverpool goalkeeper, JC Dudek, who okay. said the day he retired as a footballer it was the most confusing day for him <laughs> because his life had been full. It's regimented. He wakes up in the morning. He knows which interview he's doing, where the training is, where the team bus is going. It's so planned for him. The media team tells him who he's talking to. And so he woke up one morning, he had all the time to himself, and he, he, he didn't know what to do. He says he was confused. <laughs> so I can relate to, to, to what you're saying. But on, on, a, on, a, on a very interesting dynamic, I have advocated for entrepreneurship to be taught in a playful way at primary school level. Do you think it's crazy? Wow. I think that would change the life of the nation if we make it the norm. You know, if we make it the way we are, 
it will it will add significant value again to our nation to our people can you imagine how bold and confident people will be if entrepreneurship to them was like the air they breathe yeah it's not news entrepreneurship talent development and investment i've advocated that these three should be taught in playful Honestly. ways right from primary school so that you don't grow up and suddenly meet these things in your life but nobody told me because they are the center of many of the mistakes people make in their lives in their careers really. i had never seen a bill for any services until i left home and went to the uk i was like what they bring this every month i was like because my dad dealt with that he would never come and say ah the electricity bill is here. no we didn't have a clue everything got paid and suddenly i was now in the uk and i felt i was being chased by people to pay for things that I was thinking, we pay for this thing. <laughs> you know, so we talk to children now and say, you must invest. And they're thinking, Hold you've been giving me pocket money. We do for a while and then we stop and then this stuff. So if we could teach that, can you imagine what our country would be like? Let me go into the, the, the spiritual that's that's familiar terrain spiritual how important is it to plan for one's spiritual growth as you think about the next phase of this year and then by extension the next 10 years it's so important i think you you grow up and you are built with certain values and you have certain morals and then as you get older, certain things are made to look normal. That may fight against your moral fiber. And some people say, oh, this is a business conversation. This is not personal. I, I mean, so you may get confused along the line. So you might think that corruption or taking money for certain services is normal because it's been normalized in your environment. You need to plan for yourself how easy or difficult you want your decisions to be. I'm not good at remembering certain things. So if I tell you a lie and you ask me maybe six months, I'm likely to now tell you the truth. So I don't, I don't lie because I know I can't hold on to all those things in my head. So it makes my life easier when I stay on the straight and narrow. And you're saying that that is informed by your own sense of your spirituality? Yes. So, so in, in essence, you're saying that the executive's moral compass, your personal ethics, your decision-making is anchored in your own spirituality and what you consider mm. as right and wrong. Yes. And, and also know that role modeling, we always say that the fish rots from the head. Your employees, your family, the people around you are not going to just listen to what you say. They tend to do what you do. So you can't be preaching at home and showing your, you, you don't show up differently against all the things that you're preaching. Personally, I found that I, I look back and I said I should have spent more time strengthening 
my spiritual side. I would say, yeah, I speak to God all the time. I am a practicing Christian, but I can spend more time in the Bible, learning, because every time I go there, I find new things. So now I've devoted time to just sitting, reflecting, reading, and I've added a little bit of research to try and understand some of the things I'm reading. But it's also reconfirming to me some of the actions I've taken in the past and looking from the past into the future. It's going to continue to guide me. I expect and hope to be a stronger moral compass. It doesn't mean I won't listen. It doesn't mean I go around being righteous. But it means that I listen more and I question more and I continue to cross-check and reference with my beliefs, my spirituality, and the Bible which my belief is anchored in. So that for me is my planning for the next 10 years because I know that if I follow my values, if I continue to believe in my morals, a lot of the decisions in life are easier because there are places where you say, no, that's not an option I need to take mm. or want to take or should take. And so it makes it easier for you awesome. as you progress. Awesome. Let me go into financial. That's the part that many people uh, rise and fall on, financial mm -hmm. planning. Um, I, I watched a film, John Q. Mm -hmm. I love it very much. I used it once for a training, a corporate training, just to emphasize the point about I, I thought that they knew what they needed to know about, about, about the technical side of financial planning. So I just showed a film about this um, Denzel Washington whose, whose son was sick. He had just lost his job. There was some reshuffling they had done. Mm -hmm. he, he was retrenched. He didn't have money. His son was sick. He had no insurance. Remember. He, took the, yes. the, he took a gun and held the hospital hostage and got a lot of people supporting him and got his son to be treated while they were pointing the gun yes. at the people. But at the end, the lesson was this. If you don't have money, life can be miserable. Your children can be sick. Why? How big is financial planning for the year 2022 and by extension the next 10 years, Rosie? More important than ever before. Because honestly, you look ahead and you say, I don't have much runway. I may not have that much energy. I'm, I'm investing in myself. So how am I going to make sure that if I'm around in the next 20 years, when I look at health challenges, etc., medication is going to cost me, I'm going to, I may need a carer, etc., 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 etc. So my today to tomorrow when it comes to financial planning is critical. I always did the usual, I have a spreadsheet or pen and paper, put in my finances, etc., and then see what I have left. Somewhere about 10 years ago, I learned that, no, you pay yourself first. That's when I, I read Richmond. Read that, poor dad. Read that, poor dad. And I realized, probably, probably it's about 15 years ago, because I remember buying my son that book and say, read this and learn from it. But Almost like if I didn't get to do it when I was younger. You, you will do everything, everything I've learned. Right. So that told me that I had to pay myself first. 
before paying all my vendors, etc. So the way that I was treating money was wrong. Then about eight, nine years ago, I have a very good friend, Angie, who introduced me to the other part of financing that I hadn't taken seriously to date. I just didn't know enough about it, and it looked too challenging. What's it about investment, and how much will I make, and why should I give my money to this other person? What if I lose my money? And she gave me the courage, and she taught me. So it goes back to show me your friends, and I'll show you your character. It goes back to we are the sum of the people we surround ourselves with. I learned so much from her, and that helped to change my life and my finances. I will continue to strive to earn so that I can invest well and I can be comfortable. Mm. So it's not working for the money, but working to make sure that you can sustain your lifestyle, you can be helpful to others, you can support others and bring knowledge to them. So let's work hard to teach people how to fish, not just give them the fish. And then it comes back to my argument about, imagine if this was a conversation right at the primary school level. I'll tell you what, when I was in class four, I say this always and I remember how my mom taught me about investment. So in, in class four, second term I was fresh, she took me to Kingsway store and, and said to me, choose any shoe you want, I'll buy for you. And young man, excited, <laughs> I chose an ankle high brown shoe, very, very happy. And it was 39 CDs, 99 pesos. And I said, yeah, that's the one Isn't I want. It? And then she said, sure, take it. And then when I stretched out my hand, she said, but by the way, do you know the cost of the estate houses at Ifiyekuma? And I paused. I knew the place. It was a new development everyone was talking about, state housing units. And she managed to imprint in my mind the number of shoes, ankle high brown shoes, that could buy the building. By the time she finished, I said, well, I'm okay. Put the money in my account. I didn't buy the shoe. Wow. But it's imprinted, delayed gratification in my mind at that age, and it stayed there till today. So you can tell me about compound interest and everything, but it started with my mom just taking me to Kingsway shop. So I'm just saying that, Rosie, as we talk about the fact that you lived your professional life at the highest level, very happy until somebody gives you a book or you buy a book and you say, hold on a second, yeah. why am I not paying myself first? And then Angie comes to top up and you say, okay, so now I can actually go ahead and invest. Yeah. Imagine if it was demystified for you in primary school. Wow. World of difference. Wow. But can you imagine all of us having that knowledge, the power of that knowledge, how we could rely more on ourselves and you hear all this thing, fix it, this, this. What about us? The, the strength of the private sector. You know, the individual by extension. <sighs> you know what? Uh, the, the last but one one is on socio-political. I'll reserve that one for our conversation, uh, the second part of our conversation next week. But let's go to the final one. And if you just joined us, we've been having a discussion about Agenda 2032, which is the springboard theme for this year, 2022. And Rosie's been helping us to break down professional, which is a, a <laughs> mainstream area. And then we've talked about entrepreneurship. We've talked about spiritual, the moral compass, the ethics, the decision-making. We've looked at financial. We will jump socio-political and end up on health. Because next week, 
it will be all about the social, the network, the relationships, both at home, at work, and in the community, and how they can advance the course of your life. But Rosie, let's come to health. How big, especially in a year like this, is awareness, familiarity, planning for your health? How big is it? Huge. Huge, huge, huge. Because I... I was terrified when COVID stepped into the frame because it said obese people, people with underlying health conditions, etc., were at a very high risk. And I was ticking a lot of these boxes. And I was like, wow. Huh, I want a need to stay alive. I have people who rely on me. I have so much more I want to do. And COVID is no respecter of persons. Then again, I was overwhelmed with work and the responsibility of uh, working with the management of the time to take care and bring awareness to 24,000 employees. Out of that and out of desperation, I started walking. It was really to clear my mind. It was to take my stress down, etc. And when I saw that I, I didn't realize I was losing weight mm. till someone pointed it out to me. But also, I was kind of fortunate because I was living in Lagos then. So I wasn't being assaulted by the Hausa Coco, the Wache, the Album, and all those things. So I started managing my eating as well. At a point two years ago, I must have been on about eight different medication for various underlying conditions. I'm now on three. So apart from the fact that I think I've saved my liver, I've also saved a ton of money mm. and given myself a second chance and reduced my risk where if and when I ever con contract COVID, which I've just come out, come out of over Christmas. So looking forward and knowing that, one, I'm a big person by nature. So I've never been thin. And during that period, yes, I lost weight. It's now a constant battle. And I was saying to you earlier that until this week, my aim, which I hit on most of the times, and I do post on Instagram, is 10 kilometers a day Every walking, day. except for one day, Sunday. And then sometimes, you know, I give myself a day of rest, but definitely five days a week and usually six days, 10 kilometers a day. So that's about 50 to 60 kilometers a week. Yeah. You know, the girls here, Kasia, call. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing comes cheap, Rosie. It would seem to me that in all these conversations you are having, nothing comes cheap. I, you know, I, this week I said, I'm taking it down to five. I must absolutely do 10,000 steps a day for my health. But I'm taking it down because when I come back, Thank God I'm retired. I am exhausted. I sort of lie around for about an hour or two. I feel that I now need 
my brain to kickstart again because I think it's a lot to do in the morning from five o'clock or from six o'clock in the morning through to about eight o'clock. I walk, I walk for about two hours, two and a half hours. So I've brought it down to an hour, an hour and a half. And I'm focusing, I started focusing this week on what do I put in my body because I need to lose another two, three kilo uh, kgs. So I'm, I'm shifting a bit to see how that will go. But the health, the confidence, additional confidence, the fact that I can sit in a plain seat comfortably and not ask for an extension belt. Yeah. Uh, the fact that I can go into a shop, wear a dress and it fits. The fact that my health has improved, my mobility has improved, and I'm not spending so much on my health. And I hope I've extended my life. These are all part of my plan. And I keep saying to my friends sometimes when I'm tired that, so is this going to be forever? So is there not a time when I can just be and just stay in my bed? And today was such an example. I woke up thinking, my legs were ready. They're like, come on, come on, come on. I was thinking, she Charlie, but today is a busy day. I've got to be up and doing. I can't. I thought, okay. What's the alternative? I'm just going to do an hour, full speed. So I, quick, I was like, and I thought, why legs today? You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to say, let's rest, Rosie. Let's just get prepared to go into the day. So, you know, and I have a dog as a coach, my dog, Nasha, who encourages me. So he'll look at you and give you a dead stare as to what's happening this morning. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So, but all in all, I want to live a healthy life. What's the point in having a long life if you're not healthy? I'm doing my best to live, achieve a healthy life for the next 10 years plus. I don't want to pay so much for it. I want to make sure that I improve my eating habits. And, and that is what I'm going to come to you in, when I come back from telling our listeners and viewers the top 12 things I've learned from you today. Rosie, wow. I'm going to tell them my summary of your <laughs> thoughts today and then, and, then, and then ask you to tell me whether there is a point in Agenda 2032. So this is Springboard Adventure University and I'm bringing you my top 12 learnings from Rosie in today's conversation about Agenda 2032. Number one, Springboard's Agenda 2032 is in line with global thinking. She says she broke the pillars down, the six pillars down into intelligent quotient, emotional quotient, social quotient, and adversity quotient. Number two is about intellectual curiosity. She says IQ is not just about something you measure. It's more about what you do, curiosity, what you do with your life, and how you prepare for your future self. Number three is about the power of 10. He says, individuals and organizations must develop multi-year outlooks on life. One year is just too short. In 10 years, you can do a first degree, a master's, and a doctorate. You can get married. You can have children. And so you can literally reinvent your whole professional life in 10 years. And that is why you must plan for the next 10 years. Number four is about deliberateness. He says, the difference between successful people and the rest is planning and deliberateness. Number five, uncertainty is not an excuse. The world may be VUCA, but that is not an excuse for not planning. And she says, 
in the same breath, don't assume that your plan will go in a straight line all the way to the end. Build flexibility and also inculcate learning into your plan as you match the dots to the conclusion. Number six about professional planning. Understand the context of the world we are in and the rapid changes occurring around you and it may require either upscaling, which is relatively easier, or rescaling, which is really about taking the whole engine apart and starting afresh. Number seven is that big one. Professionally, everyone must ask yourself two big questions. How do I remain relevant in a rapidly changing world? And question two, how do I increase my value? And she says, there is no excuse on LinkedIn, online, on YouTube, everywhere you go, there are opportunities to learn, upskill, and reskill. So number eight is about don't run away from your Goliath. Run towards every challenge and see it as an opportunity. So she says you did typewriters, doors, internet at various levels, and now you are taking on that big one, the metaverse. The ninth one is about being opportunity-minded and not opportunity-blinded. So you see, many people complain about there being no opportunity, but on the same breath, you see people doing innovative and incredible things with regular business offerings, and that should be a lesson for all of us. You see, entrepreneurship can be terrifying on one hand, but also exciting on the other. Number 10 is about spirituality. You see... Your spirituality determines your morals and your ethics. And in making any decision, it is easier to make it knowing what you stand for, what you will do, and what you will not do. And that is your moral compass. The 11th point is about financial planning. You're seeing that you really learned the foundations of finances much later in life, especially when you read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And your friend Angie added on with lessons about investment and helped you make different decisions. The 12th one is about health planning. You see, COVID and the vulnerable groupings reminded you of the boxes that you ticked and made you make a determined decision to do what is in your power to stay alive. And that involved walking, dieting, and ultimately becoming less dependent on medications. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Far more confident and far more mobile. That is Rosie's 10 commandments or 12 commandments of Agenda 2032. Do you love them? I love them all and I'm going to copy them from you. Which which, which, which one would be your favorite? I think deliberateness. Why? Deliberateness because often we allow things just to happen to us. Often we forget how powerful we are. And often we we don't plan enough, which means that we then plan to fail. So deliberateness in this agenda of 2032 is going to be critical, knowing that we have the power to make changes, to shift where we're going, that our choices are, are the sum of where we're going to be. Our life is based on our choices. So let's be deliberate. Let me end with the scripture for those who love the scriptures and would like to anchor whatever we have done in the center of scripture to convince themselves that it's the right thing to talk about. So Luke 14, 28, 30, that says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. 
wouldn't you first sit down uh-huh. sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it for if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it everyone who sees to radical use don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a turbo tax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year turbo tax makes them count that means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC Seeing this person began to build And wasn't able, able. to finish Next week when we come back We'll be talking about Managing people In all this conversation How big is a social network how big is your relational capital? And what can you, to use your word, what can you deliberately do to engineer, to grow, and to get more value out of your social capital? I want to say a big thank you to Rosie Beata for joining us for this conversation. Albert, it's always exciting being here, and I always learn when I spend time with you because that allows me to reflect and go back and read up and prepare my mind. So thank you for the opportunity you create each time. Let's do this again next week. My name is Albert Okram, thanking you all on behalf of Team Springboard led by Comfort and on behalf of our sponsors, MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, the Enterprise Group, and the Graphic Communications Group, and of course, the Multimedia Group. I want to say thank you once again, and God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you.
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 